the occasion for retreat, whatever these ideas mean to you. Just ask yourself what it does mean to you. Not just what's on the schedule or the program or, you know, actually what does it mean to retreat? Is that the word? You call it viveka, disengagement from. Well, we might loosely say external events, so disengagement from external events, all these terms are approximate. Perhaps from the way we normally manage and direct and do functions and chores and so forth. In the world of future and past, and people and events, of me and you and this, that and the other the social world with its conditioning primary conditioning of it is people being a person with all his or her you know, foibles and possibilities and hopes and problems, being a person. It's not just, uh, this takes, this takes a bit of disengaging from. (laughs) This is the default that we run on. And, uh, there's no liberation for the person. Liberation from the person, no liberation for the person. The person is inevitably constructed in terms of memory and future, and age and gender, and task and duty, and habits and dispositions, and painful areas and happy places. A range of very complex woven. uh, threads and experience woven together you know, compiling and creating this person and it's a mesmerising hypnotising, sometimes a nightmare sometimes a dream yet it has all the poignant drama of a dream, delightful horrifying Feels real, right? Because within that person, embedded in that person, is chitta, heart, mind, awareness, which feels and struggles and uh, wants and resists. So we come to this occasion, we may in fact probably most of us will hear the voice of the person that's our normal voice well I really like to meditate great, let's get some develop this or 
Well, you know, get a bit of weight off my back of all those things I've been doing, get some clarity, study some suttas, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the, oh my goodness, three months of this, can I manage it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Is there a let out clause? Or, you know, whatever the person uh, wishes for and, and fears and is anxious about. So, but realize all that projection, very normal. That's the way the person works. He anticipates, she remembers, he strategizes. She has certain ideas of things she'd like to accomplish. But that, (laughs) however convincing that is, you probably recognize it. That isn't how it works, is it? In Dhamma practice, the person is so often frustrated and uh, challenged and sometimes beautifully surprised that, wow, where did that come from? What happened there? Realizations arise. As if, because there's something more deeper than the person that's involved in this process, the chitta. Heart, mind, awareness, mind, awareness, heart, however you want to put it. The ability to discriminate and discern, I call that, well, you know, I call it mind. The, the sense of being sensitive, responsive, uh, frightened, loving, aspiring, devotional, uh, angry, upset, heart, and awareness, open sensitive space. This is what's involved. And so we ask ourselves, you know, what, what is our purpose here? And you let the question sink a little deeper. Beyond the level of events, time, place, Scenarios. We're here to establish sangha. We're here to run a monastery. Those are things we can do from the right place. We're here to establish Buddhism. These are things we can we will happen will happen by itself if we find the right place to begin with. This place is jitta. Where's the purpose? Now jitta doesn't itself doesn't experience people, it experiences feeling and perception. By itself it doesn't have a future or a past, but it experiences volitional tendencies that create it. It experiences planning, regret, frustration about what it wishes to do, it experiences sankara. It doesn't experience time or people. It experiences sanya perceptions of things, things that touch it, move it, shake it, delight it, soothe it, agitate it. Isn't that right? Experiences his urges, impulses, tentative, rushing, to do, to have, to make, to see, to know. Experiences sankara. Yeah, and they will form a future. 
and they will form a person and they will form a world if they form them, this jitta keeps involved in that process the world goes on and on and on samsara jitta runs out into the aggregates the world jitta disengages from the aggregates need ending the world carefully brings its truth and validity into the world this is the gift that we can offer why this is I think it's really important to realise the fullness of Dhamma practice we have to retreat or disengage to begin to shake off what has been created uh, the person with his history and his stories and her wishes and her all this uh, just to slip out of that to gain strength to gain foundation to gain confidence to regain good heart faith courage joyfulness, warmth that will then uh, can be turned uh, into life in this world where we these aggregates fall but they're no longer the upadana kanda the grass that the kanda we glue on that stick they're more like functional channels uh, that we can chitta can flow through bringing forth its qualities of goodness in terms of actions mm. generosity, spaciousness in terms of perceptions sensitivity in terms of relationships with others now we never really know another person but we know how we're affected by them and if we know how we're affected by them and we get to that place we've got some chance of dispelling the fear the opinions, views desires and entering something more beautiful in terms of our relationships with each other mutual, respectful, sensitive supportive turning around jitta can inform the aggregates rather than be stuck by them this is the big um, job you could say or the process which we you know decades <laughs> learning where we get stuck before we can really um, do that or in, in tandem doing that we have to have these occasions where we can just rest the world that's why we create the structure and what was the purpose 
you go that deeply, what you say, what do you what do you need? Until it you know it's not gonna be a peanut butter sandwich. It's gonna be I need rest, probably. It's been a workout. Being a person is a workout. I need some rest. I need some fresh energy, vitality. Yeah, that would be good. I need some space, you know, things have been pretty dense and compressed and yeah, I've got a lot of things I had to do and this that this that pressures. I need some space. Jitter. I need to be trusted. Not just do this, do that. Jitta doesn't follow orders, it doesn't like orders. It follows two things perception and feeling. Very simple. If you bring skillful perceptions, perceptions that carry the mark of uh, trust, steadiness, warmth, they all respond beautifully. Start slapping it around, telling it to meditate, it's not going to like that very much. How much you think that's what everybody else wants you to do. You're here to meditate. And we're going to give you a program that you can follow the technique you can get good at. Jitta, no. <laughs> Been hearing this all my life, you know. Heard it at school. They call it meditation, they call it learning, whatever. Been following programs my whole life. Following programs. Programs, sankara. Another way of looking at what the word sankara can convey. Programs and structures. Following that. Don't want any more. Or at least I want to be able to choose what. Based upon what's needed. And we're going to very, trying to go deeply in there. And it is a very simple need. I think some of these needs are very simple in terms of need. And once, but when we, these are needs, these are not cravings, these are needs that are uh, required for the jitta to come forth, you know, to uh, begin to wake up and review where it's stuck. Um, um, called the foundation, kamatana, foundation in action, foundation in practice, tana, foundation. We need a ground. We need something we, the jitta, can rest on, steady itself in, feel supported by. So often just spinning around in the world of maybes and possibilities and obligations and next year and perhaps this and that. Can we have that into ground and ground, tana, foundation? It's a sign. It means that which reminds the jitta of ground. Because the jitta only experiences perceptions 
the perception of ground, something I can take a stand on that's there for me. I don't have to build it, make it, find it. It's there. Foundation, if we know where to look. So this quality, total quality, perception, and you can do various uh, ways of uh, uh, checking that out. Most obvious one is just the fact the body sitting here, 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 not doing anything with it, and just feeling it. Simple grounding quality, often the basis of kamatana, bhavana, establishing grounding in the body. It's not refined. The theme of uh, groundedness is, is like uh, opening to a gift. It's a given. Now, the sign of the body, of course, can carry many different qualities to it. Painful, uncomfortable, old, sick, energy is no good. Yeah. And, of course, external qualities. But we go even more fundamentally than that to just the fact there is a body, a certain quality of presence rather than absence. And you can feel just in the texture of earth element, steady, and you can return to it. And pick up a sign like that, earthy, grounded, floor beneath me, occupying space, this frame. And not going into the content of that, but just the sheer simple fact of that presence rather than absence. Something where you feel you can almost lean on it, rest on it. And you look around, where's that? It's it's very deep quality because it's not associated with um, particular sensations. Which can be very mesmerizing and agitating. But this isn't the only place. You can find ground, you can find ground in the sense of commitment, mental quality. Here I stay, here I stand, I'm here, firming that up. And not taking it as something like I'm here for two weeks, one week, three weeks, a month, here it goes, three months, maybe, but don't know. We're just, I'm here now. I'm committed to being present. Because that's really all we can commit to, finally. Who knows the rest of it? I can hope. (laughs) But this isn't something that's about a wish or a hope, it's something that's given. It's a given quality. We have to realise, like it or not, however we are, whatever's going on, we hear and we make a sense instead of, oh, I wish I was, I know, if only I could, why am I, you're here, you're here. And that commitment to just direct practice. Direct practice. And that's a ground, because uh, characteristically we work in terms of um, 
not direct. Even what we call direct is really uh, not direct. It's constructed, it's the uh, formulated. We can create a certain security. I've got my times, I've got my time zones, I've got my room, I've got my door, I've got my heater, I've got my... You know, I'm feeling pretty secure. That's not secure enough, because that's all dependent on those things, isn't it? But uh, that's not direct experience, that's constructed. And liberation occurs not through the constructed experience of time, space, accessories, circumstances, agreeable or disagreeable, but in the direct experience. Direct experience is I can be with perception. I can be with a feeling. In fact, I have to be with a feeling. I can be with a mental formation, a bodily energy, but I have to be with it. Because I'm not with it, I'll end up going into it or repressing it. Yeah? So I'm not with the disagreeable feeling, opening to it, knowing it as it is, I'll end up going into it and creating stories and a failing person and miserable and da 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 out of it. This is not just a, you know, it's, it's a necessary, it's not an option, it's a necessary thing to do. To be able to bear with. And you say, well, how long? No, no, don't put it in time. It's not how long for. It's not bear with it for an hour or a week or a year or ten minutes, but just now, 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 because it's touching your heart. And you can either stick to it, fight with it, shove it away, get fascinated by it, pleasant feeling, or you can just maintain that sense of, I am aware of this quality. Occurring, and then your commitment is to awareness of that. Awareness doesn't leave you, it cannot. Your person leaves it, but awareness is a basic factor of chitta. You can't leave it, there's nobody to leave it. Mm. You, know, you can create a, a world that fascinates, but at the same time we can be aware of that. So it's a sense of commitment and taking it just this now, because if you're not, then you're going to suffer more. That's, that's basic, that's the, that's the direct pragmatism of it. And if we can, uh, maintain that ground, then we've got some way of at least measuring, disengaging from the entanglement with suffering, struggle, stress, delusion, at least some sense of it's there now I can begin to understand it, respond to it, ameliorate it, which is the ongoing work of uh, double practice. These foundations, ground, awareness is one, presence is the other. And they're both given. We have to keep returning to that 
even as the world of time and space and identity beckons, inveigles, threatens, rages and roars. That's, that's the that's the viveka. That's what we're here for. Well, I mean, you know, uh, that's what uh, you know. If you ask your jitta what what you're doing here, doesn't it want release from that, from that place of rest, place of where you can. You know, wipe your eye, wipe the sand out of your eyes and look again. Release the past and just, okay, here we are, start now. And get some perspective on the kind of conditions, programs, constructions, perceptions that tease and irritate and entangle one in the person. This is a really necessary a need. Without this, there's no practice, no direct Dharma practice. This is just polishing brass rails on the Titanic as it goes down for the next 50 years. Tidying it up. Anything else? Well, if there's ground, there's also spaciousness, which is a very important need. This spaciousness is not just the physical space, it's giving time, no pressure, you know, giving an allowance to, to find a way. Uh, don't push me into things, let me find my way. Let me be encouraged into spaciousness rather than programmed into fulfilling some apparent criteria, getting good at meditating, or yeah, so on, so on, so on, however praiseworthy these may seem. Yeah, that's possible, those aims are possible to achieve, but they'll be of no real use, <laughs> unless they're coming from the right place, where we, we've taken the quality of groundedness, so it's very authentic and direct. And since we have the space, which is both the sense of uh, enough time, no pressure, to allow things to unfold, to allow jitta to fill that, to enter into that, to rise into that. And this again is a very important quality to keep resonating with yourself. Don't get impatient. But if you do get impatient, you're okay. Let's take a breath, you know. We're not here to perform, we're not here to pass an examination. We're here to cultivate and rest in deep potentials and give them the, the nourishment and the guidance to arise and unfold. And they will. They will. It's the nature of jitta. It seeks to awaken. Although it probably doesn't even know what that, certainly doesn't know what that word means, but it seeks the absence of pressure. And it seeks the peace and stability of groundedness. Within that atmosphere, 
then you can produce really beautiful things. The spaciousness is both a mental quality, real acceptance and non-pressure to perform. It's also an embodied quality on a subtle level. Clearly we all have physical space around us, but often people abide in a rather tense, compacted package. Bodies restricted. Don't even know it because you normalize it. There's a lot of pent-up qualities in the body. Disorganized, uh, cramped. So much so and so normalized that we probably don't really note it anymore unless it gets painful. So, so just as a simple meditation practice, bearing mind space around your body, safe is a very important uh, thing to resonate with, room to be, and to directly feel this in terms of your nervous system. In terms of your skin boundaries, in terms of giving each other uh, space, it's amazing how sensitive these systems are. When you begin to enter the world of direct practice, you notice just how affected one can be by crowds, by talking, by people jostling past each other by the kind of what we call normal impingement. And you want to really cultivate that sense of offering each other space, physical space, uh, silence. Not silence of don't care, but silence which is a gift of allowing your mind to rest and hear its own voices rather than somebody else's, with the tones and the suggestions and the, that can be created. And those you know, voices in our minds we perhaps don't really want to hear. So often that's why people do, uh, you know, almost instinctively talk and chatter to get over their anxiety or fill themselves up with something that's more than just the rather uh, less sonorous experiences that go on in their hearts. Fair enough. But then if you're listening to these uh, voices, either direct verbal sounds or just emotional pangs, disappointment, are welcome, not good enough, burdened, can't make it, something wrong with me, I'm the one who 
there's always everybody's the odd one out because there's nobody in persons, all the persons are out in their separateness there's no and so once you enter the personal realm everybody's the odd one out because that's what being a person is so these these tones, these qualities are to be understood and another very important quality as we practice, as we open is this relational quality, heart quality which is essentially based just on sheer fact of sympathy which is what jittas do they're resonant, they have a heart quality which means it it recognises, it resonates, it picks up and it uh, feels happy when there's friendliness and it feels unhappy when there's not there's a sense of discord, antagonism and when there's a sense of ease and humour and warmth and sharing it recognises those qualities and of course all this stuff has been part of our life, isn't it, as a person? Often with rather difficult resonances. That's just the nature of it. That's what jitta, there's no choice but that, in this heart quality. But you don't want to just give up heart, just because some relational experiences have been extremely unpleasant, confusing. But you don't want to give up heart because of that. Because as one person, you have to form a very strong relationship with. <laughs> You're living under your skin. Metaphorically, of course. And so this sense of, uh, you know, acceptance, sympathy, goodwill. This is the atmosphere within which we practice. We're aiming for our well-being, not to be achieve results, but to have a warm, harmful quality. Jitta will naturally blossom with that. If there isn't that, it cannot. So this is uh, these qualities, uh, and we say in the. Uh, and we practice with that well. This is beginning to turn towards the, uh, uh, the conditional realm as we experience it in our own hearts, bodies, minds. The mind of sympathy feels like this. And what's needed? What's helpful now? Is this gentle inclination? And Jitta will pick that up. Was needed with the flatness, the tediousness. Doesn't mean you have to have an answer, but there's a sense of interest in it. How does it feel? Tell me more. How does it feel? Tell me more. That's compassion. Tell me more of that. If it's the good, tell me more. That's mudita. Enjoy, linger in the good. 
have compassion for the un, the stressful, these Brahmaviharas, and be open, upeka, equanimous with the uncertain. Give it more room, give it more time, more space to unfold. We cultivate like that. We cultivate that towards our bodies. Just how you get a body to feel comfortable and steady, settled. How do you practice with this physical anatomy? Give it reasonable standards of what it can sustain and encourage it. Not get set on some program of you know, teeth gritting endurance. Unless that's what you enjoy doing. <laughs> What's a supportive and sensitive way to relate to this, this issue anatomy? and the metabolisms of it. Sometimes it just goes flat, stale. You just basically stay with that, with a mind of goodwill, feel what you can feel, find the ground again, and a sense of vitality will begin to trickle in, picking up. We start saying, oh, I can't, no, 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 can't, no, no. And immediately that sound comes in, everything collapses. So these uh, factors then support our faith, because we've got something available. I may not like myself very much all the time, But since this is what I have, this is what arises for me, like it or not, I may not be that good at this, that, and the other, but since that's what happens, the point lamenting and getting upset about it, it's going to bear with it with a sense of, okay, so now. What's important now? Don't lose faith. Because conditions have changed. Feelings change, energies change. Mental atmospheres change. What doesn't, what one can keep turning to is, is presence. There's awareness. In that, there's no pressure, obligation. You can be aware of anything. Nasty thoughts, spaciousness, okay. Nasty thoughts are there, well, okay, that's how it is. How is that? And what do they need? Perhaps they sometimes just need to be heard. You know, it's humble. But to hear without reacting to them, that's special. To hear them without believing in them, that's very special. 
hear them without believing in a world around it that will to, you can colour with those that's very special and of course you know, we can definitely see the horrors and the faults where does the passion go? where does it just become a sense of mm, that's regrettable but there's no passion in it there's no passion the jitter is not entangled there's no passion in it the jitter is not snared therefore it can begin to turn towards the limited the afflicted disgruntled the desperate the heart of goodwill I think to me that, that's good enough if I can do that that's good enough and it, well, that can happen and it's uh, beautiful how just in holding awareness with a this kindly sympathetic tone to it all these deeply embedded patterns of apprehension and resentment and you know craving begin to unfold but then they start to melt because they've got nothing to, to get hold of the quality of presence, awareness, spaciousness gives them no object to tangle up with and these are very important signs to because they're right where jitta is ground space kindness goodwill you see or just basic sympathy mm. anything beyond that is starting to move into the constructed constructed world the world that jitta constructs in its uncertainty it jumps too far trying to solve the world we get stuck on it trying to solve ourselves we get stuck in ourselves trying to fix ourselves we get obsessed with ourselves lamenting over ourselves we get crushed by ourselves fascinated by ourselves we get deluded by ourselves claiming ourselves to be something we get conceited with ourselves and that's the jump that jitta makes in its uncertainty the assumption that if I could get myself together I'd be fine avijja not seeing it, not noticing it avijja pachya sankara then volitional formations, constructions start taking over based upon this non-knowing of where true stability, true warmth true spaciousness, true openness lies this I suggest is our foundation now resonates with what retreats can offer us within that you can more or less start to see which particular set of skillful means uh, speaks to you call it meditation techniques or if you like that's what that word means for you 
which set of skillful means meet your needs and being able to maybe flex them. Realize there's quite a few actually. Most everything we do here can be cultivated as a skillful means. Chanting, bringing energy up into the body, opening the opening the channels in the body, producing sound, hearing sound. There's a beautiful rising energy resonances in those that experience. We could just drudge through another ho hum evening puja. There's another duty you have to do at 7.30. Or we could rise, you know, to the sounding, the resonating, the voice as it moves through the body, the brightness into something which is timeless because that sound has been going on for thousands of years. There's even one's duties in terms of the retreat. You can see this is you know, phys- physically spacious, um, keeping things clean, so the perception is tidy, clean, peaceful. You know? We use the facilities in a way that keeps them tidy, clean, peaceful, not cluttered. Uh, quality of attentiveness, so we pick up that sign. Mm. Being with nature, the green. Even in this time of year, it's stillness and it's uh, potential. And you can see in the forest, or even in the grounds, nature has a very beautiful resonance to it. You can pick up. So are these, just even the place we live, keeping your room clean and cluttered, putting aside just the, all the stuff that accumulates, clutters, skillful means. Breathing in and out, just allowing the body to breathe out, feeling the rhythm of it. You can make breathing in and out another work project. To get to this stage, in that stage, you can just recognize the body's breathe and then tuning into the rhythmic flow because the jitta likes rhythm, soothing, steady rhythm. Walking, feeling moving along, body fluid moving, picking up the signs and skillful wherever you find them. The silence, listening to the silence, opens. There's the tone of that. You just practice listening to just sheer, bare listening. Sounds, the thoughts arising and flowing and flooding and dissolving into into listening. Skillful means are always available because this is the nature of chitta. It has great potential. It's the only thing that has potential for liberation. And we have to learn to address it correctly and respond to it appropriately and follow it then we won't regret and there's bound to be furthering in this practice <laughs>